Hi everybody. Would you rather have a high income but low net worth because of a high cost lifestyle? Or would you rather have a low income but high net worth because of investments and assets? Well, this morning we're going to talk about exactly that. Welcome to another episode of the All Around Growth Podcast. Today is Wednesday, November 11th, 2020, and I am your host. My name is Rob Kaiser. This is episode 40 of the All Around Growth Podcast. And for those of you who are new, I'm coming to you from my truck. It is a 1997 Dodge 2500. There will be some background noise in the background. There have been some comments about that. There's little I can do, and I don't have the time, effort, or energy right now to engage in further editing beyond what it is that I am doing. And that, my friends, is very little. So, I am trying to get into a habit of mentioning a sponsor at some point but at this point in time i do not have any official sponsors there are no official sponsors of this show however if you would like to support the show there is a patreon account set up and all you need to do is check out the show notes and you have the ability to do so for a small monthly subscription of $3, which basically lets me know that you are grateful for the work that we do and that that is what you would like to do to support us. There will be more options for supporting the show later on down the road, but I need to do some organizing on my end. So without further ado, let's just jump into the topic of the show today which is, which would you rather have? A high income but low net worth lifestyle because of living a high cost lifestyle? Or would you prefer a low income but high net worth lifestyle because of the investments and assets that you have? Now, I'm going to read some of this, which is a Twitter thread, okay? And there are links to this Twitter thread from Wealth of Status in the show notes. So for some context, before I just dive right into the talking points, which are largely based on this Twitter thread, I would like to invite you and encourage you to read it for yourself. Now, personally, without even reading anything else, I think that a low income but high net worth lifestyle would be preferable because of investments and assets because the more that I'm learning about investments and assets, the more that I'm realizing that I need very little to live on and I'm structuring my life in a way that 
doesn't really need much. And I'm even learning how to grow food and surround myself, or myself, surround myself with others who are doing the same. So it's really working out for everyone's best interest. Now, he goes on, or she goes on, to write low income, or uh, inversely, reducing spending is helpful. But at the end of the day, there's only so many expenses you can cut. You still need food, shelter, clothing, etc. For sure. And there are only so many expenses that we can cut. But I think a lot of change can come in our life when we focus on the food that we eat. Not just, you know, whether, not just the type of diet we maintain, but when we actually begin to pay attention from where it comes. And when we actually begin to pay attention to what the food we eat eats. When we're just a little bit more mindful, I think our whole perspective on everything changes. Moving forward. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Pay yourself first. Spend consciously. Reduce your tax burden. Keep more of your money so you can put more of your money to work for you. All right. This is uh, one of the most profound tweets in this thread. And Twitter can be a dumpster fire at times, but like anything else, it can be utilized to the, oh, I am going to work. Instead, I need to be going to the church. I need to take a detour. So we'll just have a little bit of an extra long recording this morning, which is okay. And uh, I'm glad I remembered now before actually getting to work. Um, so, over the past few years, I have been on a bit of a journey towards debt freedom. And it's been a journey because my lifestyle has been a lifestyle that's been very centered around debt, the ease of obtaining debt, the careless nature of spending money that I didn't have, oftentimes to buy things that I didn't need to impress people that I didn't like. I mean, that's what we end up doing so frequently. So, as I followed Dave's plan, outlined in Financial Peace University, one of the things that I struggled with the most was tithing. I mean, I was in debt. How was I supposed to give away this money that I didn't even have in the first place. I was just supposed to give it away. 
Well, that's another story for another day. But the long and short of it is I began tithing. And after a while, it didn't take me a long time to look at my giving receipt and realize that by giving away money, that adds up over time and it actually is a pretty significant amount. And I realized that I'm taking a percentage of my income and that is what I'm using for the amount that I give away. And it dawned on me that I can and should be doing the same thing for <clears throat> paying myself. So, in a past episode, I alluded to the fact that I have a savings account located at a completely different bank, and I've taken to the habit of writing myself checks for a certain percentage of my net pay as well, so that, first of all, the very first thing I do every pay period is give it away, and I guess I've come to this mindset where I've got to give it away to keep it. And in order to keep it, the second thing I do is pay myself. Spending consciously is something that I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do more of by keeping a budget and subsequently tracking my expenses in Quicken. But I found that by keeping a budget and having cash and spending with cash that it's easier to track my expenses in Quicken because there's actually less transactions that are taking place. And as far as reducing your tax burden is concerned, I think there's a lot to be said for reducing your tax burden through not only tithing, but also through business and trying to structure your life in a way that involves a small business so that many of the items and things in your life that are being used in your life are tax deductible. And I think that that is likely a show topic in and of itself right there. And but again, moving forward through, through this thread, it doesn't take a six-figure salary to buy happiness or freedom. And that's a quote by Mr. Money Mustache, as explained to Tim Ferriss, and that he doesn't have a real job and his annual expenses are less than $27,000 a year because he optimizes for happiness in his life. And in the show notes, there is again a link to that podcast on Tim Ferriss where he is interviewing Mr. Money Mustache. And he says that he doesn't have a real job because his annual expenses are less than $27,000 a year 
because he optimizes his life for happiness instead of living in a conventional manner, which oftentimes results in and with higher lifestyle expenses. Now, the next tweet reads that with as little as $350,000 invested in cash flowing assets like dividends and real estate at 9% interest can pay out $27,000 a year and still be able to grow that money to $1.4 million over the course of 40 years. Now, depending on your situation, $350,000 may seem impossible, but it's not. And then there is a laundry list of links to different Twitter accounts. And in order to gain information and knowledge on how to obtain that $350,000 that seems so difficult and challenging, it was previously outlined by Mr. Money Mustache or by the tweet thread itself. Now, you can start reading and learning more by becoming your own bank, like at Chronicles Nate. You can boost your salary, like at Steve on Speed. You can sell and hustle, like at the Dula, at the at the Do Lab. You can learn more about index investing at the Wealth Dad, and you can learn about real estate investing from finance to freedom. And then finally, the last quote in this tweet thread reads, hopefully this has inspired you. If you've got a new purpose for your money, whether it's full retirement or the freedom to pursue your passions, let me know with a like. If this thread will help anybody else, give it the old retweet. So when I saw that, I retweeted it because I had been following some people on what has become known to me and many others as money Twitter. And I think there's a lot of good information out there on Twitter, but for me at my age in life, which is 43, I'm in my early 40s, I don't have much in terms of investments. I am going to follow the path laid out by Dave Ramsey as learned in Financial Peace University until I can find something superior. I am doing that and settling into life, living where I'm living and learning how to homestead as well. This is this is stressful in its own right. I am used to being a bit of a gypsy nomad. I am used to you know being on the road. I am used to traveling light. I am now at a point where I am settling into life. I've lived here in Medina longer than I've lived anywhere else. I'm engaging in new activities. 
having settled in here and lived here longer than I have anywhere else. I'm changing my life. I'm a different person than I used to be just a few years ago. And the fact that you're listening to this right now leads me to believe that you're changing too. And it's easy to look back and quite frankly, look down at what's right in front of us and then look back and realize or think, if only we'd have done that. I'd be a lot better off if I did this. I'd be a lot better off had that not happened. If this, then that. And I do it too. And I do think that there's actually a time and a place for those thoughts. But the time and the place for those thoughts is not every day, all day. It's okay to think thoughts, but when we do, it's also important to let them pass, to process them, but let them go. Why? Because our thoughts can be overwhelming. And rather than focus on the past, it's better to focus on the now so that we can build a better future. How do we do that? Embracing a lifestyle of all-around growth. What does that mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. It means that you've got to do the work yourself. If you find that you're not happy with life on life's terms, it means having an understanding that that work takes time. And it doesn't take days or weeks or even months sometimes. It can take years. And those years can turn into decades. And sometimes it feels as though those decades wear on us. But also, I promise that it also can feel like one day we find ourselves looking back and realizing that we've been making the change for as much or more time than we've actually been or first were made aware of the change that we wanted to make. You follow me? At some point in time, we reach the conclusion that we've made the change because we're now making more. The journey that we're on, it's it's not like it, it ever ends. We're always working towards something and oftentimes the things that we're working towards can't really be measured or checked off 
because it's not actually anything that is able to be completed in a manner like that, right? But it's just something that we need to continue improving on in terms of efficiencies so that we can breeze through life and be able to do more things more efficiently. You know, life is almost like martial arts in that it's based on patterns and the patterns that we engage in can be healthy, positive, and beneficial or the patterns that we engage in can be destructive, negative. <clears throat> we become what we are and the more aware of this that we are, not only do we become more aware, but we become better suited to make change. And the better suited we are to make change, the more change we actually make. And the pattern repeats itself. None of this, none of this would have been possible if it weren't for me getting out of debt. Entertaining the idea of which would I rather? Would I rather have a high income but low net worth life because of the high cost lifestyle I lead? Or would I rather have a low income lifestyle with high net worth because of the investments and assets that I have? It's easy to think about that question now because I am not shouldered with the burden of financial debt. And I have become convinced that debt is, is crippling us. It's crippling us societally. And because it's crippling us societally, it's also crippling our humanity. It's putting a burden on the way in which we engage with other people. And like technology, I don't think we are actually able to fathom the amount of financial debt that we're able to take on as people now. We haven't evolved to do that in a way because of the way in which we obtain assets is unreasonable. Our creditors, our debtors, our institutions that we rarely engage with on a face-to-face -face basis. The game of credit has changed. The game of life has changed. And for me, learning how to 
navigate all of this in a healthy way through Financial Peace University has given me the courage and the strength to think about tweet threads like that and given me the opportunity to assemble it in a way that sort of makes sense and share it in a platform like this podcast with you. So anyways, if you like what you've heard, feel free to check out the show notes and with, um, sorry, I just saw someone who I need to see this morning and I got distracted. She's going to know I'm podcasting. I might have to explain myself. At any rate, if you like what you've heard, go to the show notes, check out the link, and click to rate and review the podcast. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask me or topics that you'd like to suggest for shows in the future, send them to allaroundgrowth at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. I sure do appreciate it. And I will see you on the next podcast. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Bye-bye.